not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a truthican, and the truth as I see it is that we've been divided in this country by design by people who benefit from that division, and it's not going to turn out well for 99% of us unless we all come together as one human race, realize we have all the power, and tell the establishment to go fuck themselves. Before Trump won, then everybody was like, these election machines are all fucked up. They shouldn't be connected to the internet, and why are there computers inside them when they just got account shit? But then Biden won, and they were like, no, they're fine now. You're not smart enough to be my friend. Fuck you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Again Podcast, formerly known as Nonsense. My good buddy, Mike Baldwin. Um, episode 47, dude. That means in five weeks, we will have been doing this for an entire year. Yeah, and the chances of anything stopping us from reaching that year are very, very low. Yeah, I mean, my stomach's messed up today, and I told myself, just suck it up, Gaither. Yeah, I'm tired. I stayed up. I did a comedy show last night and stayed at the club until like midnight. And then, of course, comedy adrenaline keeps me awake for several hours after that. So I was up until like three in the morning. And then I woke up at like eight something this morning. So I'm just like at like 10 a.m. I was like, oh, I'll definitely take a nap today and then I'll be fresh for the show. And then next thing I know, it was like two thirty and you're like, you going to be ready to go soon. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. So, yeah, I uh, good thing. We got a lot of videos today, though, because then we don't have to think of words to say. <laughs> yeah my little boy woke me up i'd been asleep like an hour and my stomach was all messed up and then he woke me up like after an hour because he had a nightmare or something so then i i slept like shit and then i woke up and my stomach still jacked up i might be dying i don't i don't know i know that's why i said the chances of us not getting to a year are super low because i just like to randomly jinx myself anytime i can because i try i tell myself that it that they're not real you know so I'm like mocking the jinxing system by being like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to make it to a year. Nothing's going to stop me. Yeah, I, I try to not be that way, but I am that way. And I, I I had kind of a chaotic childhood, I guess. And that's maybe where I started doing like these, like I had to do things the same way to make, yeah. to hope they turned out the, the, the same way. Like if I won a wrestling tournament when I was a kid, I would try to, do everything the next week the exact same way, like have my socks the same way and like all these little like obsessive compulsive disorder type things. And now I'm kind of like that with comedy and I try not to be like, if I have a good show in this shirt, like, Oh, this is a good shirt show or whatever. And then if it, <laughs> if I have a bad shirt, bad show three times in that shirt, oh, this shirt, this shirt must suck. Um, you know, so I, I try, but I, but then I try to tell myself like, dude, that's all bullshit. But man, I don't know if I've just been doing it so long or what, but now, even when it comes to my boy, I'll be like, I'll tell my wife, I'm like, I think he's turning a corner. Like he hasn't had a fit in a long time and he's seeming to get things and, you know, not being such a dick. <laughs> and, and then he'll just go off the rails being a dick about something. And I'm like, and fuck, like, oh, every time, every time oh, I say yeah. something. Yeah. Um, so that all goes back to childhood. Like anytime we were having like a good day or my parents weren't fighting or something, you know, it was like, well, it's getting ready. The shoe's getting ready to drop. And it always, <laughs> it always would. So I don't know, man. 
but it always like the shoe always rises again though like that's how i look at it like anytime something is good i don't think like man things are gonna get real shitty soon i just like enjoy the goodness but then whenever things are shitty i'm just like it's can't it, it can't stay like this like yeah. it's gonna get good again and like this is just gonna be a, a funny memory or a story that i tell about how shitty things were for a while yeah well and it's true too like whenever things do suck that's how you you know that's how you do appreciate when things are good that's just the that's just how it is you can't appreciate how good your life is unless it sucked two days ago you know right so that's what i try to tell myself i'll be like thankful when my boy's being fun and you know because he is these days he's a lot better than he used to be but like two and three i was just like god this sucks you know he was just Anyway, what's the old saying? The the days are long, but the years are fast. Yeah, I think you're the one who uh, brought that up to me and you don't even have a kid. I know I'm good at that. I'm good at raising other people's kids and dogs. (laughs) And I don't have a kid or a dog, but I can still be like it's like uh, Steve Hofstetter's joke about uh oh shit i'm gonna butcher it but he's like i've never flown a helicopter before but if i see one in a tree i can still be like dude fucked up (laughs) yeah um all right well we've got a lot to talk about as always uh i was telling you before we got on here that we had our first not our first troll but we haven't had a lot of them but i think the fact that we're getting some here and there is kind of a good sign that means it's getting out to more than just the people who follow us because this dude doesn't follow me and he i don't know if he follows you i didn't go that far into my investigation but um but i think that's i i, I think that and, and instead of it pissing me off like a lot of in the past it would have done i just laughed and i'm like all right you know we're fucking getting people Fuck yeah troll yeah we're getting a little bit of pushback um plus it's always so stupid like the guy the guy said uh that it was a stretch that our 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 video about Biden, like that's a stretch that they were going to go do cocaine together. And I'm like, is it? I mean, it's not that much of a stretch. Hunter is a known cokehead. And I I think we talked about it last week. The people who have worked for Joe Biden, especially like after his wife died, he would just like walk around in a stupor hammered on drugs and like naked half the time and just all this gross shit, you know, this old dude walking around naked, um, did you hear they uh, the Secret Service concluded their investigation into the cocaine found in the White House? Uh, no, I hadn't heard that they concluded it. I heard that they hadn't figured it out yet. Oh, yeah. No, it's over. They're, they're done with the investigation. Do you want to know what they found? Oh, sure. Nothing. They don't know. <laughs> There's no way to know. It's only like the most secured building on Earth. Maybe that's not true, but I would bet at least in the top 10, you know, they got cameras all over the fucking place and they're just like, we don't know. There's no way to know. Yeah. Well, it's like a lot of things these days. And my favorite topic, 9-11, there's 85 cameras trained on the Pentagon at all times, but there is not one video of a plane hitting that building. Obviously something hit that building, but it wasn't no plane. Um, and it went through 16 feet of steel reinforced concrete to hit the very room where Donald Drumsfeld claimed that $2 trillion went missing from the day before. Um, and that kind of shit happens all the time. The Epstein things, the Capitol, um, you know, 
And I mean, I, I guess in fairness, in defense of Americans at large, you know, we all know things are bullshit, but what are we supposed to do? Like look into it. But I, I just wish that everyone would realize that everything is bullshit. And, you know, maybe maybe that's why they are have gone after Trump so hard since the beginning, you know, and a lot of people obviously have woken up to that fact. But when I still hear that, like, 30-something percent of people believe that the elections were free and fair. I'm like, God, that's just so many idiots, you know? That's but I wonder what millions. percent of that 37% is like, I don't think it was free and fair, but I don't want to give Trump the fucking, the the glory of being like, told you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's been right about damn near everything else. I mean, I don't know why they can't just let it go now, but. I would like anyway. to see somebody do like a, a a big long documentary about the fake news in general, like the things that the news straight up got wrong, because that's what I'm when I talk to like non Trump people, not like non Trump supporters, but people who fucking hate him. I always like to be like, why specifically do you hate him so much? And most of the time it's like that video we played that one time where they're just like, cause, you know, because he's fucking terrible and like no examples or anything. But the examples that people can give are often easily refuted. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So if it's not that thing and that thing, which we we now agree wasn't even real. Now, why do you hate him? And they're like, just because still he's fucking. Can you not see that he's terrible? Yeah, like they, it's just that feeling. I joke on stage that it's like the same way that you hate your sister's ex-boyfriend where your friends are like, hey, we're going to Greg's house. And you're like, nah, fuck Greg, man. And they're like, what? Greg's awesome. And you're like, nah, I don't want to fucking talk about him. <laughs> fuck Greg. Yeah, I remember You that. just have to hate him forever. Yeah. Um, before we really get into like the current news, I have been watching that John Adams documentary or not, it's not a documentary. It's like a mini series and it's good. Um, except Paul Giamatti's character, like talks very low and very like, it almost sounds British and you're like, what the fuck is he saying? And my wife's like, he said, I'm like, how did you understand that? Um, how do you know? I watch almost everything with the subtitles on. I can't stand subtitles because then I just read it the whole time. And it yeah. annoys me. Yeah. I mean, I've learned how to like use my peripheral vision to enjoy the show while I'm using my normal vision to like watch the words. Yeah. Well, you're smarter than me. I can't I, I can't enjoy it as much. Um but what also strikes me about the thing is that the the show is I can't believe they wore those wigs back then. It just seems so like it's like we've come full circle. Like now, I mean, I shouldn't say that because obviously dudes aren't walking around wearing wigs and shit. But, you know, like it, it's they kind of are. Some of them are. Yeah. It's like this thing that they're trying to normalize again. It's like, oh, we got rid of that 200 years ago. Those were lame. Yeah. I don't know what the <laughs> the uh, origin of that is. It was a British thing. I mean, the British, that's where we got it, I guess. Um but it's just, I mean, they've all got these little, like, curls in them, and it's just fucking dumb. Yeah, it was just, like, for fanciness, I guess. I thought I read somewhere that it had something to do with, like, uh, oh, the powdered wig is what they're called. 
Uh, I thought it had something to do with some kind of disease or something during those times where like people lost their hair or something like that. But uh, in the 17th century, hairlines were an important aspect of fashion. Do you want to do you even give a fuck or do you want to move on? I kind of do. I mean, as long as it's not too long. A good hairline was the mark of a well-bred man. Unfortunately, syphilis was also on the rise in Europe, ultimately affecting more Europeans than the Black Plague. This happened well before the discovery of antibiotics, so people afflicted with syphilis suffered all the effects, including sores and patchy hair loss. Hmm. Uh, As good hair was associated with status, baldness and hair loss compounded the shame of having syphilis. And then there's like 20 more paragraphs. Um, wow. a, an everyday wig costs 25 shillings, a week's worth of wages for a common Londoner. The term big wig stems from this era when British nobility would spend upwards of 800 shillings, uh, which is like 10 grand or something like that. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, at least there's a, at least there's a, Oh, no, 800 shillings was about $50 today. Oh, no, when calculated for inflation, comes out to about 10 grand. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I, at least there was a health reason. I, at least they didn't just be like, this looks really good. Because in the beginning, there's like these British dudes that had gotten in trouble for shooting some people in the town or whatever. And they've got like these five o'clock shadows and these bag, bad wigs on that I call cockeyed. And they just look like really... They just look like really ugly drag queens. Yeah, this says uh, there were a lot of people around that time that just were old and had white hair and people commonly assumed them to be wigs. So those guys were like cool already when people saw them because they're just like, fuck, that's a nice wig. And dude's like, it's not even a wig. I grew this shit. (laughs) They're like, damn, man, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Anyway, we got a. Uh, so, did, was there a point about the uh, John Adams story uh, other than just, the wigs? Just that the. I mean, the the thing's pretty good. I mean, it's not. It's it's not great. It's. I mean, I shouldn't say that. We we continue to watch it, so it's obviously pretty great in some ways. But I just How wanted to bring up the wig part. I just thought it was fucking super weird. How many seasons is it? It's only one season, but there's like eight episodes and they're all over an hour or so. All right. I'll add it to the list. Yeah. You want to you want to watch a video of something completely unrelated to John Adams? Absolutely. Um, let's start with this because it doesn't really connect to much else. This is interesting. He did an experiment with a group of women yeah. and they put scars on their faces and yeah. they told these women that they're going into a job interview. And the purpose of the experiment is to find out whether people with facial disfigurements face discrimination. Uh, they showed them the scars in the mirror. The women saw themselves with these scars. And as they led them out of the room, they said, we're just going to touch it up a little bit. And as they touched it up, they removed the scarring completely. So the women went into the job interview thinking that they are scarred, but actually being their normal selves. And the result of the experiment is that those women then came back reporting massively increased level of discrimination. Indeed, they, many of them came back with comments that the interviewer had made that they felt were referencing their facial disfigurements. And this is why I think this ideology of victimhood is so dangerous, because if you preach to people constantly that we're all oppressed, then that primes people to look for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, 
I think it's part of why they they break out a new uh, slavery movie every couple of years to remind people, like the new generation of young ki- young black kids coming up, like, hey, don't forget how evil Whitey is. <laughs> you know, you haven't been privy, you know, no one's told you yet, but they are, you know, and here's an example. And they're like, fuck, I didn't even know that. And like, well, now you do. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of true. That would be neat to see a, a movie of, uh, you know, I mean, I guess the first thing I think of when I think of like uh, a movie or show, I guess, that doesn't depict black people in a racist way is the fucking Cosby show. You know, like I never <clears throat> watched the Cosby show and like saw gang violence, police brutality, like that kind of shit. It was just like normal American family things. I didn't look at it as like black family things, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and that's I, think- I feel like that's the direction this country was going in before. You know, you can argue it was Obama. Some can argue, some you know people who hate Trump would argue it happened around the Trump time. But we were going that direction. Like people were just enjoying people. You know, like yeah, we made fun of each other's cultures and stuff, but it was in a good natured way. I mean, some of the funniest shit I've ever seen is when is when black comics make fun of Whitey. It's fucking hilarious. You know, if you're good at it. Yeah. I mean, Especially when I'm like ashamed because I'm like, oh man, I do cut my toenails like that. I'm like, how do they know? You know? <laughs> yeah, like earthquake and fucking uh, DC uh, DC Irvin is that his name? No. Anyway, the, the, there's so many funny black dudes that would make fun of white people, and it was fucking hilarious. And I've got some pretty good stuff, you know, making fun of cultures, and people used to just always love it, no matter what. And now it's kind of fifty fifty. Yeah, you can hear people go, ooh. Yeah. You shouldn't be saying these things. Yeah, Uh, which I hate, but anyway. All right, Um, let's let's see here. What's a... I'm trying to pick the things that aren't really associated with anything else. Oh, here's this. Um, The Clinton murdered a bunch of people. Not this isn't the Norm Macdonald thing, but this is a news thing or several news things put together. And it's just interesting. I don't know. I know maybe one or two people who have uh, died that I was like close with. Uh, Neither of them were mysterious circumstances. Uh, So I just think the odds of these things happening are are very low unless there's some involvement. Cleared the front runner for the New York Senate seat back in 1999. Days later, his plane crashed into the Atlantic Ocean and his rival, Hillary Clinton, was elected senator. Mary Mahoney was a Clinton White House intern. She knew enough of the inner workings of Bill's sexual advancements to be a star witness during the Clinton impeachment trials. She was brutally executed at a Starbucks she was managing in 1997. In 1993, White House counsel Vince Foster was found dead in Fort Marcy Park near D.C. He supposedly killed himself, and among a lengthy list of potential foul play, the bullet was never found. Then there's James McDougall, a key witness for White House prosecutors. He was serving his three-year sentence for bank fraud at the Fort Worth Federal Medical Center in Texas. And just before he was to give a testimony before the grand jury, McDougall suffered a heart attack in solitary confinement. 
In 2015, Walter Scheib, a White House chef hired under Bill Clinton, joined the list. His body was found at the bottom of a river, nearly two miles from the base of the trail he was reportedly hiking. An autopsy determined that Scheib's death was accidental drowning, but he might have known too much. 27-year-old Democratic National Committee staffer Seth Rich was shot and killed in D.C. this year. There is speculation that he was the source. It cut off there, but there's speculation that he was the source of the uh, DNC email leak. Um, yeah. I forget oh, yeah. the, guy's, the guy's name that was, uh, that was talking about that at the time, but the, the reasoning that the government gave that Hillary's, or that, that was separate from Hillary's emails, those were the DNC emails, which did contain some Hillary emails, but, uh, but their explanation was that it was Russia that hacked the DNC and released those emails. But this uh, science-y computer guy was like, no, like you can see on the file, I guess, like how it was downloaded or something like that. And he said the file is too big for it to be downloaded with a wire or air uh, wirelessly or whatever from another country like that would have taken days or whatever and this happened over the course of minutes and so it had there's no other option other than a thumb drive was plugged into the thing and everything was downloaded onto it and then the thumb drive was taken out and uh so yeah that's it's the theorized hypothesized that seth rich was the guy that did that and that they fucking killed him for it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, the, the Clintons have, there's like a, I think there's like 56 people that, you know, the Clintons have known. And some of them, you know, were supposedly a lot of them were, some of these people were making documentaries and such about like child, child sex trafficking and all this stuff going on these days. And then they mysteriously died. Anthony Bourdain, uh, supposedly was, was one of those people. And, yeah. uh, there's a handful of those people that were that were whistleblowers and they all ended up dead. There was a guy a few years ago, I wish we had the video. It's kind of a lengthy thing. It's not like a quick video, but I forget the guy's name, but he was the one that said that when Obama was a senator that they like, you know, had sucked each other off and smoked crack together and all this shit. And then he ended up getting uh, popped in a crosswalk you know, some car hit him in a crosswalk right before the 2012 election. And obviously we don't know for sure that, that he was murdered because of the things he was saying, but there's a lot of coincidences out there, dude, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and that's uh, the Seth Rich thing. And then maybe this guy that you're talking about too, uh, um, has a lot to do with the border and MS 13 and that kind of stuff. That's the hypothesis at least that, like these high up deep state people were using MS 13, which is like Mexican gangs and shit to go around and assassinate people for him. And so they would give them a target and, and they would go like when Seth rich got killed, they said it was a botched robbery or something like that. And, but they shot him and killed him and his like wallet and watch and that kind of shit were still in his pockets or on his wrist or whatever, you know? So it yeah. looks more like an assassination than like, give me all your money sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that stuff is uh, pretty damn rampant. Um, and speaking of the Clintons, I, I screenshotted this thing and I've, I've seen this years ago, but 
uh, Jelaine Maxwell was at Chelsea Clinton's wedding, and I've heard I'm sure that. that I'm sure there was an extensive. Well, there's a picture. I mean, not that you can see it, but um, but she's on there. Um, but that you know, I'm sure their wedding list was pretty extensive. Um, but I mean, they had to be. You know, you don't just invite someone to your wedding that you don't know on any level. You know. Um, and I think George Soros was there too, or one of the sort, maybe his son. So they're all fucking, it's all connected, dude. It's all connected. Epstein and all the shit going on. And yeah, it's, it's hard not well, to believe. Good. I'm glad you said that. Cause then that ties into this. Well, uh, let's do this first. This is Jim Caviezel talking about, uh, shit over and over again in the media. You said ivermectin's bad. That's listed under the NIH. Uh, hydroxychloroquine is bad for us. That's listed under the NIH. Adrenochrome, that's not true. It's C9H9NO3. This is a um, chemical compound that is absolutely listed. It's been around in modern science since the 1930s. You can actually, there's a synthetic form and there's a, a regular form. Uh, 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 natural form which is caused by torturing little kids to get their adrenaline up essentially and then extracting it from them um when you sit and meet and and so i brought this up a few years ago and all of a sudden i was attacked by every media look it up it's it's there they absolutely went after me and the next day um i never heard from my Agents, my agency for 14 months. Uh, my lawyers let me go. Uh, my agency never called me after that. And essentially I was done. And so when we go and do movies like this, you spend a great deal of time with agents, working with them. I didn't realize the connection though to my industry and to Epstein Island and all of that. But obviously there is. And uh, here, I'll sh share this real quick. Uh, I wish I was faster. There, is that showing up there? Yeah. This is uh, NIH.gov, and adrenochrome is a real thing. It does exist, and it's whatever letters and numbers he just said, C9H9NO3. It obviously doesn't say anything about little kids and shit like that, but it is a thing that exists at least, which is more than we can say for uh, a year or two ago, you know, because they were like, it's not even a thing. I don't even know what you're talking about. And now it's like, yeah, it exists, but nobody's torturing and killing kids and shit. But for those that don't know, like the theory is that, you can draw blood out of somebody and you get like normal blood or whatever. But if you draw blood out of somebody who just got done, like running a really long way or fighting a guy or something, then their adrenaline is up higher and that produces adrenochrome in the blood. And I guess over millennia of practicing with this shit, they found out that the best way to make adrenochrome appear within the human body is in a kid who's scared out of their fucking mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what they say, you know, 
you know, you hesitate to even say certain things because they, they do sound so insane, but like that Hillary Clinton was torturing some girl for that, for that reason. And that there's a video of it on the dark web and you can find it. And these cops killed themselves that watched it or they were suicided or, or whatever. Um, and I understand why that sounds crazy to people. And I don't know if I completely believe it or not, but I think the main reason I don't necessarily don't know if I do is because it's just so out there, you know, but just because they're high up in government doesn't mean they can't have sick, sick, fucking demented brains, you know, and there's no, it, it, if anything, I would think that would increase the likelihood of that, because if it's true that a lot of these people are like handpicked, even from childhood sometimes or before birth, even, you know, they're like, your first son is going to be the king. Like, that's how shit has gone for thousands of years. And now we they just try to dress it up like, no, we're not doing that like that anymore. It's just free and fair elections. And then they're like, but the guy who's running happens to be the son of the lady who ran things three cycles ago or whatever the case, you know? Yeah. And satanic pedophilia and all that shit that goes back to days of people living in castles and shit and, you know, Middle Eastern times and all that, that stuff doesn't necessarily just die out. They just have to get more clever about how they go about doing what they do. And, but yeah, if you look throughout history, so many people are related or whatever. It's not like, it's not like if my kid is, has this great personality and he's great looking and, you know, you can only rise so far in politics without being one willing to do damn near anything or have that kind of lineage, you know, for the most part, at least these days. Um, I don't know if that made any sense at all. It did. And I, I mostly agree. Um, but here's <laughs> this next video kind of shows why it is that way and why we don't get the truth about everything and, and why we feel like slaves, basically. Who owns CNBC? Who owns Fox? who owns CNN. At the top of the shareholder list, you have Vanguard and BlackRock. Then you look at the manufacturers of the jabs. Ooh. Okay, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, who are the top shareholders mm -hmm. of those companies, Vanguard and BlackRock. Now you look at the flight companies that banned all flights. No flights unless you're taken care of. Who are the top shareholders? Vanguard, BlackRock. You look at the food. Okay, who are the top shareholders of all this junk food? Vanguard and BlackRock. So the media is controlled. The food is controlled. The narrative is controlled. The transportation is controlled. Who owns Meta? Who owns Snapchat? Who owns, well, used to be, but still kind of does, Twitter? Uh, who owns uh, Google? They're pushing the same narrative the media is pushing. Oh, it's the same company. It's BlackRock. It's Vanguard profit-driven company yeah we got kings kings and queens basically running everything and being like it's the same them running the world is the same as as my parents leaving and being like take care of your sister while we're gone and then I, and then they leave and i'm like i'm the i'm the president here and my sister who's younger who is not a real person because both my sisters are older but for this story it's just like, oh, shit, you know, I'm young and scared. So I'm going to listen to the guy who's in charge right now. 
when she could really just be like, mom and dad are in charge. Like, you're not my fucking boss and I'm going to do whatever I want. And if you try to tell on me, then I'm going to tell them about the porn under your mattress. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, I want to say this, though, about Jim Caviezel. Like, because I've seen I've seen. I've seen tweets like this and people, and you never know if they're just trolls trying to throw people off or whatever. But it says, uh, why don't you speak about how he's a Freemason? Speaking of Caviezel, how the founder, the funder for this movie also helped fund the Clintons. How Tim Ballard, the guy the movie's based upon, has zero testimonies of people he rescued. And the one he did parade around turned out to be lying. Or even the fact that Ballard is X, I think that's supposed to be CIA. How many children does he rescue in the U.S.? One of the leading places for child trafficking. Open your eyes. We see what they want us to see. And I have, I don't necessarily, I don't know this person or people who think like him or say these things are, are right. Um, but I have wondered, like, how come they, like, like supposedly Disney owned the rights to this movie. And they sold it to someone who would actually put it out there. Now, if Disney had something to lose from this, why would they why would they ever sell those rights? They don't need the money, you know? I don't know. I mean, I can't say. My if I had to guess, I would say um maybe this whole narrative of of it being a a crazy QAnon conspiracy theory is was their plan, you know, to be like, "All right, fine. We'll we'll put this movie out that all these people won't stop talking about because I do remember hearing Mel Gibson, even though Mel Gibson wasn't involved in the making of this, but I know he's friends with Jim Caviezel and he's talked about this and Jim Caviezel has talked about it too, before it actually got released, you know, like we made this movie, they're not letting us release it, that kind of stuff may, it could have been pressure from the internet and they're like, fucking it'll be less of a thing if we just put it out and then, we can shit all over it. We can call them paranoid. And uh, yeah, didn't you say you have a, a screenshot of all the shitty things that newspapers said about it? Yeah. Um, it, well, I started down this little path because years ago, remember that movie? It hasn't been that long, but remember that movie Cuties that got all that shit on uh, on Netflix? And I, I've never I've never seen it, but apparently it's about like 11 year olds being strippers and shit. Yeah. Um, well, rolling, rolling. I don't have dancers. Yeah, I don't have the review for that movie, but apparently Rolling Stone gave it a glowing review. You know about like childhood coming of age kind of thing. Um, and then when Rolling, when Sound of Freedom comes out, they say Sound of Freedom is a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. And Media Matters said Jim Caviezel pushes QAnon and bizarre media blitz for new anti-trafficking movie. The Guardian says Sound of Freedom, the QAnon adjacent thriller seducing America. Um, Jezebel, whatever the fuck that is, says Sound of Freedom is an anti-child trafficking fantasy fit for QAnon. They always call it QAnon, which apparently it's not QAnon. There's Q and there's Anons. So they, they, always, they always say it wrong. Um, but everybody knows what they're talking about. They're saying right. the word that everybody knows, you know. The Washington Post. Sound of Freedom is a box office hit whose star embraces QAnon. Um, but that's the thing. They've never, concerning QAnon, they've never given it, like, they've never talked about what it really is and that some of the things that, that they've talked about have come true. They've never given it any, 
maybe this is real credence. It's always been like, this is batshit crazy right wing, you know, nut jobs who want to think this. And then all the people who want to believe that obviously do believe that, you know, and then you, I hear people talk about it. Like you guys having a Q meeting over here or something, you know, and it's like, you don't even know what the fuck that is. You've just heard the media say it's a bunch of crazy somewhere else. Yeah. No, but that's the thing is like Q never, other than the first like 10 or 15 posts, which looking back on was just to grab everyone's attention and shit and was not necessarily true. Even though every year around November 3rd, people are like, is this the November 3rd that Q was talking about? Oh no, I hope maybe it is. But other than that, it was all just questions and stuff and, and links to articles and stuff like that. It wasn't predictions or anything. It was like, you know, what's Epstein Island? Like what the hell's going on with that shit? Who's that guy? How has he got so much money? Like, what does he actually do for a living? Like questions like that, that got people looking into Epstein, like, a year or more before he actually ended up in jail, you know, and he, and not to say that that's like a Q epiphany or anything. Cause people knew the name Jeffrey Epstein since whenever the eighties or nineties or something like that. But Q was the first one to be like, what's up with this Island. And then that made people, um, who was the guy? I can't think of the guy's name now, but somebody went to the fucking Island and like had a boat, offshore or whatever and let a drone go and was like flying a drone through the island and saw uh i don't know weird shit rooms with beds and that kind of stuff but not like bedrooms like a house like like creepy like patient type rooms with a bed and nothing else in it and that kind of shit um i don't know what else they found but anyway like uh yeah, Q, if, the people who shit on Q have never read more than one or two of the Q posts in their life. Because if they sat down, went to the middle, there's 4,800 different Q posts. If they went to QAnon dot, uh, whatever the fuck it is, QAnon.pub, I believe. QAnon.pub then just scroll to the middle somewhere and start at like, you know, post 3000 or something and just read 10 or 15 of them. And if, see if any of them make you be like, huh, that is interesting that he would say something like that. I'm going to just find a random one here. Let's see a random short one. Go ahead. What? I was just going to say it goes along with the whole, you know, conspiracy definition the definition of that word has changed it's just turned turned into people who think things that could never happen happened that's that's what people think that word means now it just means all it really means is two people conspired to commit a crime at least two people that's all it fucking means but it's turned into this other thing you know it's like people don't know what the word racism means anymore like they think it means like pointing out that uh, you know black people do things as a culture or Hispanics or white people, you know, like that's racist. Like I didn't say I hated them because I noticed that about them. I just noticed it, you know, that the, but that's what people think it means anymore. And they do that with all kinds of words in our society. It's annoying. Yep. I agree. I can't really find anything that's good to just read out loud. I was trying to be, well, this one just says the how will be hard to understand for most focus on the why the win is now. 
it's it's fortune cookie shit you know it's not craziness it's just it's sort of like uh like uh what Q did was just make a bunch of idiots like me be like, like watch something on the news and then be like, I'm going to check a couple other sources first before I just believe that that's all that Q really did. But after we did that a hundred times, we're like, fuck everything they're saying is made up. They're just spinning everything to fit this narrative. And then it was another year or two of like, what is their narrative exactly? And over time, we've come to realize, like, their narrative is that, uh, you know, white people are bad. Christians are bad. Being a, a husband and wife with a family is bad. Uh, but being anything other than those things is good. And now fight about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um where do we want to go next? I, I, was there some other stuff we want to talk about with the sound of freedom? Um, I don't have any videos on it. Um, we've got a. Uh, oh, I was going to ask this guy. I read this the other day. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but can can dumb dumb Biden, if he chose to, could he make them release the Epstein Island list? Could he I make them do that? I don't know who has an actual list. I, I don't know what the lists are that are floating around on the internet um, and how accurate any of those are. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if Epstein has a, a list that he made himself, you know, that like the FBI is holding on to or the police or something like that. The only list that I know of was made by a guy who was like a pilot for Epstein and he's like I was standing at the front of the plane before every flight like watching all these different people walk in and I made a note of every one of them every time and like they had to even if you fly on a private plane you still have to like not buy a ticket but you have to be entered into a system somewhere you know right. so I know there's a list that exists but I don't know who's got it or why they're holding on to it or what so I don't know if Biden could do that well, and, I mean, it kind of explains, at least on some level, you know, we talk about this all the time, but Trump is not, at the very least, he's not any worse than any politician or any president there's ever been. I mean, people are still comparing him to Hitler, and I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, there's a reason that there's been such a blitz from the media and so so many people in Hollywood. No, No one in history has ever been vilified like like trump and if these things aren't true about child trafficking and all that if it's not the problem they make it out they're they're claiming it is why doesn't biden talk about it why doesn't um why why don't media talk about it like how big a problem is this in our in our country especially or abroad and and, you know, if, if, the, if there's a big problem at the border, if there's a hole in the fucking border fence and that's where they're trafficking children, doesn't it stand to reason that you would just fix that? I mean, obviously we have the money. We sent $75 billion to Ukraine. Um, I made notes about it. But, it, yeah, it, it just there's so many common sense things that they don't do regarding elections, regarding child trafficking, regarding all these things that they do. They, they do spin it into the, it being this this race thing or it's it's racist to want a border and a border wall and all that shit when it really just boils down to 
trafficking, you know, and if you don't want it happening, it, it seems like it would be easy to fix. Yep, I agree. Well, we were talking about Q and stuff for a minute. Here's a uh, thing from, I don't know if you noticed years ago when Trump was giving his speech during his inauguration, um, a bunch of military dudes went and stood behind him. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. All right, here, just watch this clip here. He's thanking the Obamas at the beginning for their grace or whatever as as they're leaving office. But in the middle of this a uh, little sentence or sentence or two, I guess, then uh, there's like a, some Navy guys, a couple of Marines, some Army guys, and it, it's just an interesting... Magnificent. Thank you. Today's ceremony, however, has very special meaning because today we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Washington flourished, but the people did not share in its wealth. Politicians prospered, but the jobs left and the factories closed. So people, even during the like live stream of it, I guess at the time, New York Times was doing like a live stream or a podcast or whatever and just doing the play by play. And they were like, this is odd. Like, what are these military guys walking out there for? And so that's on tape or video or whatever somewhere. Um, but then after that, then... Uh, all of the articles and all the news stories were like, oh, it was raining. They were just handing umbrellas and shit to the people in the audience there. Uh, but then I found another angle of the same thing. And you can see that these dudes walk out and don't have anything in their hands. And here's the same clip from uh, a slightly different. They angle. have been magnificent. Thank you. See him there in the bottom corner of the screen. Today's ceremony, however. Did you see that? I did not, actually. All right. We'll pay attention this time. On the on the right side of the screen, you can see, if you look quick, you can see have where... Been magnificent. Thank you. There they are. They're all walking out. Today's ceremony, however, has very special meaning. Because today... We are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. So they basically just came out for that sentence and then they walk right for too back long, inside. a small group in our nation's capital has reaped so, the rewards of government while the people have so what I'm, I'm sorry i guess i'm kind of lost what's the significance of that i don't know i uh, according to the uh you know theorists or whatever then that was uh like a statement being like the whole fucking military is behind me on this thing that i'm saying but it was weird enough that even the new york times people were like wait what's going on here 
what is this? Like, this isn't supposed to happen. So I just found that interesting. I don't know. I, I think it's if you're a Q person or whatever, then it's just another point that says, look, Trump and the military are working together and they're standing behind him while he's saying this to say we're in this together. But who fucking knows? Maybe they were handing out umbrellas. <laughs> well, I didn't see him with any umbrellas. Nope, me neither. All right, let's see. Uh, that was it's just sort of another standalone thing. What else? You want to see Biden being stupid, or do you want to hear some uh, uh, FBI Director Christopher Ray in front of Congress stuff? Yeah, I mean that stuff's getting pretty interesting. Um, yeah, play that one. All right, here's the Jim Jordan's opening statement, and it's like. Uh, uh, I guess it's two and a half minutes, but I can you can yell out and I'll cut it if you're like, all right, I get it. Okay. himself for an opening statement eight days ago. Eight days ago on July 4th in the Western District of Louisiana, the court found that the federal government suppressed Americans First Amendment free speech rights. In his conclusion on page 154, the court said this. The judge said this. Plaintiffs are likely to succeed on the merits in establishing that the government has used its power to silence the opposition. Opposition to COVID-19 vaccines, opposition to COVID-19 masks and lockdowns, opposition to the lab leak theory of COVID-19, opposition to the validity of the 2020 election, opposition to President Biden's policies, statements that the Hunter Biden laptop was true, and opposition to policies of the government officials in power. All were suppressed. It is quite telling that each example or category of suppressed speech was conservative in nature. The court further writes, the United States government seems to have assumed a role similar to an Orwellian ministry of truth. Specific to the FBI, the court said this, the FBI's failure to alert social media companies that the Biden laptop story was real and not Russian disinformation is particularly troubling. The FBI had the laptop in their possession since December 2019 and had warned social media companies repeatedly to look out for, quote, hack and dump operation by the Russians prior to the 2020 election. Even after Facebook specifically asked whether the laptop story was Russian disinformation, the FBI refused to comment, resulting in social media companies' suppression of this story, and as a result, millions Millions of our fellow citizens did not hear the story prior to the November 3rd, 2020 election. Additionally, the FBI was included in industry meetings, bilateral meetings, received and forwarded alleged misinformation to social media companies, and actually misled companies in regard to the laptop story. There was more to it than that, but you got the gist. And now yeah. I want to play, unless you want to talk for a second, but the next one is a clip from the same thing. You might as well play it first. All right. Um, this is uh, Matt Gates talking to him, and this one's long too, but we can uh, cut it in the middle if we get more. To understand what just happened, my call, my Democrat colleague just asked the director of the FBI whether or not they are buying information about our fellow Americans, and the answer is, well, we'll just have to get back to you on that. It sounds really complicated, but I have other questions. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. 
Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not the has no oh, interest in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. But let's go from the uncurious to the downright nosy. How many illegal FISA queries have occurred under your leadership of the FBI? Hold on. Before... Oh, that's too close. Um, for people that don't know, FISA is the uh, Foreign uh, Information Surveillance Act. Uh, so it's like the, the government passed a thing that was like, all right, the FBI or whatever, like you can listen in on people's phone calls and you can read people's emails and shit, but they gotta, it's got to be for like terrorism stuff, overseas foreign shit. Like you can't just listen in on Americans or whatever, but the FBI was using the FISA shit to just like some of the FBI people, a few of them got in trouble. A whole lot of them didn't, but they were just like searching their ex-girlfriends and that kind of stuff to like, or their wives or whatever, to just see if they were texting about them or anything like that. Like they were using FBI shit for that kind of stuff. But then also tied into that whole thing is the fact that the FBI used the FISA stuff to go after Trump with the Russian collusion stuff, you know? And they were like, we're going to, they have the three hop rule. You've, I'm sure you know what that is, or maybe you don't, I don't know. But if you don't, it's like, if I want to listen in on your phone calls, I can either get a FISA warrant on you, or I can get a FISA warrant on a guy that you talk to, that I know that you talk to because there's the hop rule. So if I get a FISA warrant on that guy, I can hop to anybody that he has communicated with and then get all of their shit too. So, and they, and then they changed it at some point and made it the three hop rule. So now I don't even have to get a FISA warrant on you or the guy you talk to. I can get one on a guy that guy talks to that you don't even know. And I can still get all of your shit if I'm the FBI because of that. So anyway, so that just explains a little of what's going on there. And here's Matt Gates. Well, there are reports that have come out with different numbers about uh, compliance incidents. More than a million illegal ones? Because that's what the inspector general said. The inspector general said that in the 3.4 million of these queries, more than a million were in error. Do you have any basis to disagree with that, that assessment by the inspector general? I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, actually, that's a, a correct characterization of the inspector general's uh, oh, well, findings on well, that. Well, the internet but, will remind you of I, that in moments. But, but let, let's now go to uh, what the, the court said. The court said it was over 200,000 that have occurred on your watch. Would, would, do you have any basis to disagree with that assessment? Again, I don't have the numbers I sit here right now. What I can Seems like you a number you should know. How many times the FBI's breaking the law under your watch, especially if it's like over a million to not know that number. And I'm worried about your veracity on the subject as well. Play, this, play the video. I wish they played videos in Congress faster. <laughs> Letters for investigation of the Capitol. I don't believe FISA is remotely implicated in our investigation. So, so there, Senator Lee's asking you whether or not FISA was in any way involved in your January 6th investigation, and you say no. It, was that truthful? I said that I did not believe it was. Okay, so now let's pull up what the court said, which was something a little different. 
different than what you said. They remind me of our show. Like, hold on, let me so, find it. So here. Right. <laughs> that's that. That's on their end, right? Yeah. Here. Ah, well, fucking cut it. It's too much dead air. <laughs> Hello. At the time that I testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, I didn't have that piece of information. I will add. Well, that was a court order. You didn't have that piece of information because the court hadn't yet rendered a judgment. Did you not know when you gave the untruthful answer before Senator Lee that this was going on? It was a, it was a truthful answer. I did not believe FISA had been involved in January 6th. But it was. So you didn't. The answer is the FBI has broken so bad that people can go and engage in queries that when you come before the Congress to answer questions, you're like blissfully ignorant. You're blissfully ignorant as to the unlawful queries. You're blissfully ignorant as to the Biden shakedown regime. And it just seems like it gets into a kind of a creepy place as well. Go to our, our next image on what the court said. Like, just so the American people realize, the, the court has smacked you down alleging or ruling FBI personnel apparently conducted queries for improper personal reasons. People were looking themselves up. They were looking their ex-lovers up. Who has been held accountable or fired as a consequence of the FBI using the FISA process as their, like, creepy personal snoop machine? There have been instances in which individuals uh, have had disciplinary action uh, and who are no longer with it. I, I can't get into it here, but we can follow back up but with don't you. you see, don't you see that that's kind of the thing, Director Ray, that you preside over the FBI that has the lowest level of trust in the FBI's history? People trusted the FBI more when J. Edgar Hoover was running the place than when you are. And the reason is because you don't give straight answers. You give answers that, that later a court deems aren't true. And then at the end of the day, you won't criticize an obvious shakedown when it's directly in front of us. And it appears as though you're whitewashing the conduct of corrupt people. Respectfully, Congressman, in your home state of Florida, the number of people applying to come work for us and devote their lives working for us is over up over 100%. We're deeply proud of them, and they deserve better than you. Boom. Boom. Um, yeah, man. It, it, it's obviously, to anyone paying attention, so fucking corrupt. All the three-letter agencies, what, the, what Obama did with the spying on the campaign, they, they have seemingly everything what are they waiting on dude you know like does it have to be a cloak and dagger does it have to be do you have to wake up the entire wouldn't wouldn't it go a long way to wake up the country if we just presented all this evidence and went to the news agencies and we're like you guys are shut down because i mean i guess then it looks like communist shit too yeah, um, I, but then that goes back to the Q shit again, because on, uh, let's see, April 10th of 2018, I think uh, Chris Ferre was appointed in uh, late 2017 sometime. Then, uh, and you remember the name Jeff Sessions? Yeah. Um, so Q wrote, trust Sessions, trust Ray, uh, trust Kansas, which everybody assumed to be Mike Pompeo, but I don't even know now because now everybody's talking shit about Mike Pompeo. Uh, trust Horowitz and trust Huber. And uh, Horowitz was the guy who gave the uh, 
the whatever report. I can't think of the acronym now. And then Huber was like a, another report guy. But anyway, so anytime Christopher Ray comes out anywhere and is being a dipshit like he was in this video where he's like, I don't know. And I'm not I can't answer that and that kind of shit. People are like, he's playing his part, man. He's doing whatever he's supposed to be doing. That he's a, that he's a sleeper, right? That's what they... That's the theory, yeah. Or that he's, uh, you know, uh, basically, yeah, a sleeper. He's there to just make sure that nobody turns off the one machine that really matters to all of this shit. Okay. But who knows? Maybe he's a deep state piece of shit. Yeah. Oh man, we're on we're at an hour already. Yeah. Um so yeah, we've man, got I'm trying to see what do we have that's topical that can't wait until next week. And I don't really know if there's anything. Well, you said you had a an a, a episode of Biden or an episode a video of Biden look like an looking like an idiot. You got a whole episode of it. You want to watch it? <laughs> Here yeah, he is. Let's watch that episode. Billion. I mean, excuse me. It'd be 154 billion. Two and a half million. Excuse me. 300,000. They would put 720 million back, million women back in the workforce. Roughly 25% of the, uh, excuse me, they uh, gave it, uh, I think it was 54. Don't hold me to that. 54%. 150 million people have been killed since 2007. Now we have over 120 million dead from COVID. A $15 million, or $15,000, $15 minimum wage. Out of a trillion, 600 billion worth. For, uh, a trillion, 400 billion worth. Out of a billion, 400 million, excuse me, a trillion, 400 billion dollars. And by the way, it's cost a lot of money. It cost about 740 million billion dollars over 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> 740 million billion dollars a lot uh fuck man he's such a disgrace um there's no way that guy won the election not fair and square no fucking nope, way i don't think so either um let's see what else do we have that's short that we can just throw out real quick that's interesting this i think <laughs> is uh this is like a black mirror prediction sort of thing but uh it's one of those things where half of me is like, man, that's going to be neat. And then the other half is like, man, that's not going to be good. But here. Anything on the pornography front compared to what's going to be coming down with the advent of AI. Because now what's going to happen real soon is that this is already underway. Imagine a sign-up service where you can talk to a very attractive young woman and she's an AI. She can be as attractive as you want her to be and tuned exactly to your preferences. There's already a service offering this, by the way. So now you have a friend and that friend can keep track of your conversations. And especially if you're lonesome and isolated, that might be the best friend you've ever had and certainly the most attractive person you've ever talked to. Now, it's not real, but you know, men are pretty damn visual. It's got a long ways towards real. And then, you know, for your subscription fee, you can talk to the woman nude and then the whole avenue of sexual display is open to you. And so God only knows what that's going to do. That's one yeah. of those things that I'm like, yeah, that's going to happen, but hopefully <clears throat> people handle it responsibly or something. Yeah. I don't think 
that people are going to handle handle it responsibly. It's almost like it's almost like you know everybody comics have jokes about it. Like you know, kid bo young boys, you know, teenagers, thirteen to sixteen, you know, like hooking up with their teachers and they're like that lucky fucker, you know. Um, I get it, like in the short term, but that kid's never going to be able to have a normal relationship. And just like if 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 kids get a hold of that, especially. Hell, even grown men get a hold of that. Um, it's not going to do anything good for our society. <laughs> no, but, I, but but then it goes to like who's running the company that's putting out this thing? Because if it's, I don't want to say Elon is the the savior of anything, but if it's somebody like that who's like, like I care about what this product is going to do to people, not just like I want to control the world and take money from everybody, then. I could see like an AI friend being like, you know, come on, man, get the fuck up. Like, let's go jogging. Let's go accomplish those tasks that you thought that you should accomplish yesterday. And I know that you thought that because I'm, I'm neuralinked inside your head, you know? So I know yeah. exactly what you're thinking. I know you want to go jogging. Like, let's fucking go. And then you're like, God damn it. I fucking hate you. And then you get up and go jogging. And then you're like, thanks, AI friend. Now do you want to turn into a woman and have sex with me? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean, it would be the perfect life if it, it, you know, if the person motivated you to, you know, go help people, go donate to charity, go down to the soup kitchen or whatever. And oh, like, and what if it was just a super hot chick right out of the gate being like, if you do these things, then I'll do this. Yeah, it's like a like, <laughs> porn version of pokemon go or whatever like you gotta spend eight hours at the soup kitchen and then i'll blow you in in uh, the vr matrix yeah yeah i don't know man um what else should we talk about before we get out of here anything um no i think everything else can pretty much wait um oh actually this i this will be a good one to end on um do you got anything you want to say before we basically end everything um, if you're anywhere near Covina, I will be at the Laugh Factory in uh, West Covina. It's a brand new Laugh Factory. I'll be there Thursday through Sunday, six shows, one tonight, two Friday, Saturday, and one on Sunday. So that yeah. sounds fun. And, and I've got some uh, comps. So if they want to email Aaron.Peters319 at Gmail, she can get you some comps. There you um, go. So yeah, there you go. All right. And then I saw this the other day, and it, I like the way this guy says things and this is another one of those ideas where it's like yeah that we should do that but at the same time like we shouldn't have to do that so all right here we go i think there's one thing we can do that might just fix the entire country i think we need to take the monolithic surveillance system the government has constructed around us and turn it back on them we know who the criminals are so why aren't we watching them instead of them watching us the government tracks our location. I want to track their location. I want to know every slimeball lobbyist they meet with and every corporate headquarters they visit. Every device they have should be tracked. Every email and message they send read. Unapproved devices should incur, shall we say, a penalty of one year in jail and a $10 million fine. Make pansy little penalties and corruption runs rife. No outside or unmonitored devices allowed, period. That should be the law for all elected officials. I want to know everything a lobbyist ever says to them in person or in writing, recorded and put online. If you deposit large sums of money, you have to prove where it came from. 
I want documented sources for every dollar politicians receive, investigated by independent sources. I want profiting off of knowledge of upcoming bills or national intelligence briefings to be punishable at the highest extreme of insider trading laws, jail and penalties in multiples of the illegal gains, and then exclusion from government positions or any that might interact with the government forever. These are serious crimes, and it should go even further than we might imagine. The police have body cameras. I think politicians should have body cameras. We need to know every place they go, every person they talk to, and everything they do. They have proven in every instance to be absolutely unreliable and corrupt. There is no other identifiable group of people in this nation in which 50% of them have committed or will commit crimes. And the other 50% we just haven't found out about yet. No group commits more crimes per capita than politicians. So why on earth do we let the most power-hungry, corrupt people use our tax dollars to construct surveillance systems that cost in the hundreds of billions to watch our social media, our email, our messages, our phone calls, our locations, our everything? We need a surveillance state against the state, not against the people. Yeah, amen. I mean, their argument would always just be the Patriot Act, but that guy is on board. That guy is completely makes way too much sense because they're never going to do that. But that would certainly make sure that the people who want to be, because they all claim they want to do it because they want to get into politics because they want to help their common man and their fellow man and blah, blah, blah. Well, if that's true, then that would certainly only invite in the most honest people to do that job. Um, but again, it's too much common sense. It's never going to fucking happen. It's, it's uh, yeah. But it, it makes me think if I ran for something here in Kansas and wore a camera on like a necklace around my neck that I would get elected just because of that, because people would be like, I really like that idea. And I would be like, I'm going to wear this thing all the time, except for when I go to bed and go into the bathroom. Other than that, though, you guys get to watch every hour of everything that I do to make sure that I'm not doing anything shady. Yeah. Well, that's also why you'll never get elected because they won't let you. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I, if I think if one, if anybody in the Congress or Senate or whatever right now said that was like, I'm going to start wearing a camera 24 hours a day, then it would make society be like, fuck yeah, I like that. Like, hey, other congressperson, why won't you do that? And then they'd be like, oh, well, you know, there's a lot of what. And we'd be like, well, you're not getting reelected. I like the camera guy. And I think everybody should do the camera thing. And then after a few rotations, then everybody's got a camera on them. Yeah. I mean, it would certainly end shady practices and dealings and all that stuff if they had to keep it on all the time. You know? Right. They'd be like, no, I, re I really did. I pooped for two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this guy came in with me. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up then. And uh, I got to leave here pretty soon. Um, All right, cool. Well, next week we're going to be talking about, um, we'll talk about school vouchers a little bit. I've got a video on that and I've got, uh, uh, some vaccine stuff, a cool, uh, like thing from the maybe late nineties or early two thousands about a guy talking to a vaccine lady then. And, uh, and it's, still holds true today so tune in next week and we'll cover those things and more right here on the truth again podcast with mike baldwin and tim gaither there we go all right good job buddy good talking to you you too all right and